Preparation is key to survival when you're in the vast wilderness. Being ready for anything that could come your way is the difference between life and death. So long as you have the right equipment, mindset, and people with you, everything should go smoothly, and yet there are many true-to-life instances in which experienced hikers, bikers, and wildlife hunters, some even experts in their field, have mysteriously disappeared without a trace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. After you guys are done listening to this, you gotta go check out our other podcast called Every Town. Every Town has a dark side, and over there we dig deeper into some of the more sinister and strange cases that you've never heard of. But for now, here are five cases of missing hunters who were never found. Number five, Dale Banker. Dale Baker, a man from Denver, Colorado, was an outdoorsman who loved to hunt. An enthusiast, the 59-year-old made sure to procure all the necessary hunting licenses to operate in a particular area of Western Grand County in Colorado. Needless to say, he definitely knew what he was doing and was pretty good at it, but in October of 2007, Fellow hunters found his guns, camping equipment, and other personal items stashed inside his locked vehicle that was parked on Forest Service Road 103 in Chimney Rock, a heavily hunted area in western Grand County. The report of the guns was forwarded to the local office of the Colorado Division of Wildlife, now called Colorado Parks and Wildlife, who then conducted a quick investigation on the matter. Wildlife officers said that witnesses saw a man believed to be Banker sitting inside the truck on the afternoon of October 21st. Heavy snow fell that evening, and after that he was never seen again. Records show that authorities made a thorough inspection of the vehicle, but they couldn't find any evidence of activity or fresh tracks in the snow surrounding it. Since they could only do so much, Park officers then notified the sheriff's office about the incident. Aside from making a further sweep of the area, they also contacted his home in Denver, but no one was there to answer. They also reached out to several relatives and friends, but they couldn't tell anything substantial about what had happened to the now missing hunter. On October 28th, a week after the vehicle was found, The Grand County Search and Rescue, along with the Sheriff's Office, conducted a one-time manhunt operation. And even with the help of numerous search dogs, they couldn't find any single trace of Banker. Stomped with little information, the case eventually went cold. In 2018, 11 years after the investigation occurred, police then received a report from two hunters they had found personal items as well as a skull in a ranch near Carter Mountain, roughly 19 miles north of Kremlin, Colorado. The bones, and skull in particular, bore no signs of trauma, so they ruled out the possibility of foul play. Upon inquiries, they discovered that this property was owned by Banker, and authorities suspected that the human remains could have also belonged to the missing hunter, but they have yet to identify them. As this was, once again, an ongoing investigation, police couldn't fully disclose details of their findings. As of today, Dale Banker remains a person who is yet to be found. 
Theories are now circulating around the probability that the discovered skull could have something to do with Banker's disappearance. Was it him? And if not, then this could make things even more complicated. But as for now, we'll have to wait for the answers to be found. Number 4. Tom Messick Tom Messick once served in the U.S. Army as a paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division. According to people that knew him, the last thing this 82-year-old veteran would have wanted to do was just sit at home during his retirement. Which is why, even at the age and having a considerable number of injuries incurred throughout his life, the Warren County, New York native continued to go hunting and to be one with the wild. Aside from being a fully licensed hunter, Tom also taught the craft as well as survival skills to young ones for many years. For being such an experienced backwoodsman, it then came as a huge shock when they determined what happened to the man that everyone lovingly called the One-Eyed Hunter. It was a beautiful day on November 15, 2015 in Messick, along with six other hunting friends, were out looking for deer in an area that was part of the Lake George Wild Forest. Considering his frailty, the octogenarian was supposed to stay in one spot as other younger members would walk through the woods and push their prey towards him. When they arrived at their rendezvous point, they saw that Messick wasn't there, and they couldn't find a single trace of him at all. He didn't even leave any of his belongings behind. That day, he was wearing his usual hunting attire of duck boots, camo pants, coat, gloves, and a checkered hat. He was also carrying a rifle and a walkie-talkie. His friends tried as much as they could to call out for him, but when nightfall came, they went back to their headquarters and reported the man missing to his family and the police. Straight away, the following day, over a dozen trained search and rescue professionals scanned the hunting grounds and the nearby area for any sign of him. But when they couldn't find him, they resorted to asking for help from the proper authorities. It was a spectacle, to say the least. Fifteen law enforcement agencies, including the New York State Police and even the FBI, huddled together to locate the missing war veteran. Scent dogs and SAR helicopters were also employed in this gigantic effort, but despite the scale of the operation, they failed to find even a single hint of Messick's presence. It was as if he had literally vanished out of thin air. Given his age, searchers were quite confident that he could not have gone too far, at least while on foot. Knowing the many caves, crevices, and other hazardous spots in the area, they suspected that he may have somehow fell down, but this was quickly ruled out when they couldn't find him in these locations. The FBI thought that there could be foul play involved, and the possibility of an abduction was also looked into. But then came the most fantastical, if not the most unnerving explanation as to why he actually disappeared. In a documentary where Messick's case was featured, one of the people who was there when he went missing said that they could hear strange noises emanating from the woods that day. When asked if they had told the authorities about this observation, they said that they had but that their statements were just shrugged off. Ever since then, there have been many questions surrounding Messick's disappearance. 
Did he just simply lose his way, or was he kidnapped by a serial killer? Though illogical, many people couldn't help but consider the possibility that it might have been something paranormal in nature, given the strange sounds that the experienced hunters were hearing, as they said it was no animal that they knew of. As to what exactly it was, though, we all have yet to find any answers. Number 3. Eric Smith You may have heard from other stories on our channel about people who were driven to begin a new life and decided to willfully disappear from the face of the earth on their own accord. But our person of interest in this story really had no reason to do that. His name was Eric Smith and the 41-year-old was best remembered by everyone in Cedar Bluff, Virginia as an extremely dedicated family man loyal to his wife and daughters. As intense as his love for his family was, Smith was also known to be very hardworking. So much so that many times he never called in sick even when he was over at Consul Energy, a coal energy company, and Buckingham County. Even at his relatively young age, Smith had a high responsibility as a shift manager and was in charge of managing more than 500 people. Most, if not all, of his co-workers spoke highly of their supervisor. Kind and fair, he's the person that they looked up to at work. On November 8, 2013, Smith left his home to hunt on his expansive hunting property along West Hurt, Buggy Road, in Cedar Bluff, Virginia. His mother, Dreama Smith, found it rather unusual that he would leave behind his cigarettes and even his cell phone at her house. That night, Eric failed to return home, and in the following days, he also didn't return to work. His family and his neighbors as well were worried about his abrupt absence, and as such, police were called in to look into the matter. A search and rescue team was immediately dispatched to find the missing shift manager, but he was nowhere to be found. In the following days, the Virginia State Police employed helicopters and sniffer dogs to help intensify the effort, but unfortunately, not a single sign of the man was ever discovered. In a desperate attempt to find him, the family and local authorities put in an amount of $20,000 as reward money for any substantial information about the case. So, what actually could have happened? Some say he may have succumbed to illness or have met an accident along the way. But not even a single bone is turned up, prompting most to rule out this possibility. There could be foul play involved, as some have suggested. Perhaps he came across illegal hunters or drug smugglers who, after killing him, stashed away his body. But then came a rather unusual and unlikely theory that he may have run away to start a new life. No one wants to believe that, but considering how long he's been gone, it's hard to ignore this possibility. After all, it's a disturbing fact, but even the most seemingly happy and devoted family man may feel a dark, deep emptiness within. Number 2. Ludger Bellinger On November 25, 1975, Ludger Bellinger promised his wife, Linda Perkins, that he would take her to work. It had been snowing heavily that night, 
and the road was quite perilous. The 25-year-old husband told his wife he just needed to hunt some late-season deer. It was supposed to be a quick trip since the location was very near his home in Washington, Maine, not far from the Somerville and Lincoln County line. Linda really didn't expect him to return immediately, but the morning had already passed by, and then the afternoon, and still, Ludger hadn't come back. She then sensed something was wrong, and given that they knew his usual route, she and relatives conducted a quick search of that area. They found tracks, but there was no sign of Bellinger. As they became more desperate, official game wardens were called in to help in the search, When the missing hunter still hadn't materialized, they decided to finally seek the assistance of the Maine State Police. In one instance, during the search and rescue operation, authorities were led by an unnamed individual into a wooded area near a stream. Investigators discovered what appeared to be footprints there, and the trail they followed brought them to a spot where they believed Bellinger had shot and dressed his prey. There were signs indicating that the deer had been dragged along the ground, going towards and ending on an access road. Detectives suspected that after reaching the road, Bellinger may have been picked up by a passing vehicle. At some point, law enforcers suspected that there might have been some foul play involved in this case, and sure enough, they found a crumpled receipt at the scene. This led them to two individuals, one of whom died less than a year after Bellinger had vanished. The other person, Danny Collins Jr., is still living in Maine. Reports said, but weren't confirmed, that Collins actually confessed that on November 25th they picked up Bellinger, whom they assumed was there waiting for a ride. High on drugs, one of them supposedly shot the new passenger in the back seat of the car. Police did in fact go through that vehicle, and they found that the interior looked like it had been washed. The rear seat was even plucked out and was nowhere to be found, and adding more to this intrigue was the fact that they found deer hair in the trunk, even though Danny wasn't a hunter. Still though, despite all these circumstances, a single arrest was never made. Almost 50 years since Bellinger went missing, His family and friends remain unaware of his whereabouts and, more importantly, of his fate. Number 1. Sean Higgins Each year in Oregon, there are about 1,100 people, bikers, hikers, and hunters alike, who require rescue from its vast wilderness. The majority of them make it home alive, but... Since 2016, there were almost 100 individuals who have been reported to have died in the backcountry. Another 80 of them stepped into the woods, never to be seen again. Sean Higgins is one of those who went out to hunt and then simply vanished without a trace. On October 14, 2016, Sean, with his son Trevor and brother-in-law, Will Chandler, set out to hunt for the black-tailed deer at the Shasta Costa Drainage in the Bear Camp area, which is about 45 miles east of Gold Beach, Oregon. It was supposed to be just another ordinary hunting day. The three had been doing it for a while and were experienced. 
As it was their routine, Trevor, being the youngest, would wait by the truck while Sean and his uncle ventured out into the woods. Since they were so familiar with the area, the father of two decided to leave his backpack and GPS back in their vehicle. But everything took a strange turn when nightfall came and the father still hadn't reappeared. It didn't help that a storm had suddenly loomed over the horizon. And desperate to find his dad, Trevor told Will that they'd better split up and look for the missing hunter. But the entire problem got even worse when the young man himself then got lost. Will immediately called the Curry County Sheriff's Office to report the two incidents. Sean's wife, Stephanie, got the shock of her life when she found out about what had happened. And she and her entire family then got into action and volunteered to join the search and rescue operation. On the fourth day of this intense search, Trevor was found. He was quickly rushed to the hospital after suffering severe hypothermia from the harsh conditions he found himself trapped in. The search for Sean continued. More drones, more helicopters, and more canine units were added to the already huge task force formed to determine the man's whereabouts. On October 25th, authorities had to suspend the search as the trail became more dangerous with the changing of the weather. But Stephanie and her two sons would still make quick trips now and then to the spot where they believed Sean had vanished. But six years have already passed, and Higgins remains a missing person still. But if there's any consolation in the matter, it's the fact that everyone managed to find and rescue Trevor. Had they not, it would have been an even bigger blow to the entire family, especially to Stephanie, who, even at this time, still perplexed and disheartened over her husband's disappearance. So that's going to do it for our podcast today, guys. Please take the time to rate and share this content with your friends and family. And if you're craving even more intriguing true crime stories, then head over to our Everytown podcast. Over there, we serve some of the craziest tales that have ever happened all around this country. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next one.